I think here's a good question for us to start with this week. What is the risen Christ asking of you today? I mean, now that we've entered the Eastertide season, what are we at Yuma First being called to do? Anything? Especially during this very unprecedented time. Well, here's the short answer. My opinion of the short answer, anyway. Living day to day in this Eastertide season simply means that we are Easter people who firmly believe we are also heirs of Christ's resurrection. So this season, like any other season, has both its challenges and a great deal of victories to celebrate. Today we're looking at the Easter story again. This time, however, we're looking at Mark's version, the Gospel writer Mark, the 16th chapter. Note that the women on their way to the tomb, they do not find Jesus' body, of course. Instead, they hear from, this is the way Mark puts it, a young man dressed in a long white robe. And what they hear from him is what I believe to be both a mandate, a command, you know, uh, a direction, a firm direction, and a proclamation about their future as Easter people. People who love Jesus, people who want to be like him, and people who look forward to being the bearers of good news. Let me share this with you from Mark's Gospel, the 16th chapter. It's going to sound a bit familiar, but again, Mark's version is different than what we've heard so far. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Salome bought spices so that they might go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the, when the sun had risen, they went out to the tomb. They had been saying to one another on the way, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance to the tomb? When they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled back. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe, sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. But he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has been raised. He is not here. Look, there's the place they laid him. But go, go and tell his disciples and Peter that he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. So the women went out. They fled from the tomb, for terror and amazement had seized them, and they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. So ends today's reading. Well, let me comment here right away that the final verse of Mark's Easter story, that's the one I just read about the women being amazed and so afraid they didn't say anything to anyone. That verse 8 is very often the centerpiece of the sermon, any sermon on this text. Well, it's completely understandable that the women were terrified and confused and afraid. It's not understandable that they didn't say anything to anyone, but either way, they were so afraid they kept their mouth shut. There obviously was much more to the story, or we would not even be here today. We wouldn't be here in the church, and we would not be somehow online listening to this audio sermon. I suppose I couldn't even joke that instead of being in the building here or instead of being at home, 
we'd be out trying to beat the Baptists and the Presbyterians to the restaurants for lunch, rather than gathering for church worship, because there might not be Baptists or Presbyterians. Today, however, our focal point in this Easter story, this one by Mark chapter 16, is actually what the young man says to the women. It goes something like this. Jesus has gone ahead of you to Galilee, and he's waiting for you, just as he told you. In other words, what he said to the women went something like this. Jesus chose you all. He began a good work in you, and he will be the one to help you complete that assignment. Well, I'll tell you what. Don't take my word for it today. Go ahead, in whatever way works for you, Look through the Bible and remind yourself of what Jesus told his disciples, the endearing relationships he nurtured with them, the relationships that he nurtured with the world around him, and what he sent his closest followers to do, which was this, change the world by teaching, preaching, healing, caring and loving always in God's holy name. My friends, it is not complicated. It's not as complicated as we often think it might be. Well, about a generation later, in a letter to the saints at Philippi, the Apostle Paul said something very similar, but he put it this way, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine making request for you with joy. For your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing, that God began a good work in you, and he will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Just as it is right for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart inasmuch as both in my chains and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you all are partakers with me of God's grace. For God is my witness. How greatly I long for you all the affection of Jesus Christ our Lord. And in this I pray that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment, and that you may approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere without offense till the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness which are by Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Interesting what Paul says here to the early young church. God has begun a good work in you, says the apostle. And I think Paul's teaching here reveals some important things. Always keep Christ Jesus at the very center of all you do. Always keep Christ at the center of who you are. Trust in God to lead, to reveal, to recreate, to mold and to shape for meaningful ministry in the future, today and in the future. And my friends, that is where I believe Yuma First is headed during this very significant time of transformation. Charles Spurgeon, a beloved preacher and writer from uh, uh, quite a while ago, many of you have heard, many, some of you might even have his books. He had this to say about Jesus' command to go and build the church. Jesus said go to some very imperfect disciples. Well, who is to go out of that first band of disciples? Is it Peter, the rash and the headstrong? Is it John, who sometimes wishes to call fire from heaven to destroy men? Is it Philip, with whom the Savior had been so long and yet 
has not known him. Maybe it was Thomas who must who must put his finger into the print of the nails, or he will not believe. Yet the master says to them all, no matter who they are, Go ye, all power is given unto me, therefore go ye. You are as good for my purposes as anyone else would be. There's no power in you, I know. But then all power is in me. Therefore go, because I go with you. You know, I read recently in an Easter devotional book, quote, what God has named, God will treasure, God will teach, God will guide, God will protect, and God will complete. In other words, where God has intentionally begun a good work, God will continue to lead, love, guide, comfort, challenge, and shape lives that bring honor and glory to the Lord of life. Indeed, it is a beautiful image, especially for many of us who are still trying our very best to find our way as there's something happening all around us. And friends, that goes for us not only as individuals, but as this church right downtown in Yuma, Arizona. Let me stop and address a concern that came to me recently. I can remember a time long ago watching a fish floundering on the shoreline. Well, it was some time ago before, before I had already learned about fishing, many things about fishing, and specifically how to land a fish. That, that What I mean is bring it in on my fishing line without injuring it. So there was a fish on the end of my line, flipping and flopping around in the wet sand right there on the shoreline, floundering, going nowhere. Well, friends, I've gotten the sense that some well-meaning folks are perceiving us to be floundering, doing our best to meet in person, but actually not really going anywhere without a lot of direction. I want to guarantee you now we're not floundering, my friends. We are in the long, long, careful, wise, thought-out process of rethinking and reinventing and redesigning the church. As a matter of fact, depending on when you listen to this sermon, our leadership met just a few days ago to uh, review and uh, discuss and make decisions about where we're headed and some possible things that we could uh, perhaps change in the, in the future of the church. Indeed, it's well worth thinking about. What God has named reminds me of last year. It was late in the summer when we got our dog Brownie from the Yuma Animal Shelter. Well, Brownie, Brownie had only been in the shelter a few days, and he had been assigned his name Brownie, no doubt based on his shimmering dark brown coat. So we already knew that his actual name may not have been Brownie. Well, Brownie is very lively, he's very energetic, he's very animated. He's a great dog, but he is not able to tell us what his original name was. So when we adopted Brownie in late August, and after contemplating on what we would name him, we decided to keep the name that had been assigned to him at the shelter when he was rescued from the Yuma streets. Well, for us, what closed the deal on keeping, keeping Brownie as his name was the fact that as a child, as a little girl, Wendy has really fond memories of a family dog in her life named Brownie. Naming Brownie then and holding on to his name has rekindled memories of good things 
and continues to lay a firm foundation for our life together as a family and for our future. What God has named, God will treasure, teach, guide, and protect. In other words, where God has intentionally begun a good work, God will continue to lead, love, guide, comfort, challenge, and shape lives that bring honor and glory to Him, the Lord of life. Well, now that we've entered this Eastertide season, what are we at Yuma First being called to do? What is the risen Christ asking of us, especially during this unprecedented time in our life where we're kind of starting over, so to speak? Well, let let me remind you that this is the good work God has begun in you. And this is the good work that God has already committed to bring to completion right here in our lives today, right here in this church called Yuma First. So as together we seek to rethink the church and and exactly who God is calling and empowering us to be in 2021, our calling is the same as those first disciples who met with Jesus in Galilee long ago. Get out there. Change the world by teaching, preaching, healing, caring for and loving always in God's name. It's not complicated and it doesn't have to be complicated. And remember, what God has named, God will treasure, teach, guide, and protect. The Bible says that where God has begun a good work, God will continue to lead, love, guide, comfort, challenge. God will continue to shape lives that bring honor and glory to the Lord of life. Okay, one more very important reminder. Something that often slips our minds. Friends, we're not in this alone. We're not even close to being in this alone. God has already begun a good work in your life. God has already begun a good work in this church home. What, in what God has named. My friends, it started right here in this place in 1892. And God will continue to bring what he started long ago into full completion. And here's the kicker, okay? He's going to do it with or without us. However, Our humble, hear me now, our humble faithfulness and our willingness to love one another and follow God's leading will decide our individual roles and God's great purpose and plan for us in downtown Yuma. We can decide today to be a part of the team. We can decide to be humble. We can decide to not put ourselves first, but put God and others first. We can decide to be faithful, and we can decide today to always be willing to share our love and care for one another. We can decide today, together, to follow God's leading for His great purpose and plan for us as a church family. So, Eastertide people, it's time to get on board. Because this exciting, life-giving transformation is what God has named. And it's already underway. Amen.